Welcome and thank you for listening to Metapod. We're out of the walk-in robe for this episode and I'm talking to a new podcaster, Tsinen Lui, based in Singapore. Tsinen is a successful startup founder and venture capitalist. So the question which I'm really posing to him in this interview is, what can podcasters learn from the world of tech startups? That's a pretty interesting thought and a lot of startups, as you may know, employ agile methodologies. So that means they don't over-invest in one thing before they know whether or not the audience will like it. So I'm giving away one of the tips from the interview before you've even heard it. So how's that for value? The other thing which... I think really defines this interview is I had my kind of questions prepared of you know what I thought I might dig around for and, and try and get some good uh, responses from Sinen and as we talked an, another idea emerged which is one of the amazing things that always happens in this type of interview and that was this idea which everyone who has started a business or certainly attended a business planning workshop will will be familiar with this idea of find your why you find why are you doing this new project and what's good about it so let's think about that and apply that idea to our podcasts as the real kind of kickoff find your why why are you doing this and then build your idea once you know that answer and uh, hopefully your answer is a good one and you'll get a fantastic podcast. Enough of me freestyling on this. Let's jump into the interview. All right, welcome, CNN. Thank you for agreeing to talk to me about your forthcoming podcast. So I wanted to ask you a few questions about where the idea came from, how you've scoped the project and where you think the podcast will be in nine months' time. But first, before we get into that, Forbes 30 Under 30. Tell me about that. Thanks for having me on the show, Martin. And yes, so in 2017, I was very fortunate to be recognized on Forbes 30 Under 30. Back then, I was building my company, Glintz, which was a tech recruitment platform. And I would say... Being on the Forbes 30 under 30 list was always my dream. It felt like a mark of recognition. But the funniest thing was after I got on the list, I was like, oh, okay. And it, it didn't feel particularly great. I mean, of course, there was celebration and there was uh, the press around it. But I think at the end of the day, I realized that, hey, you know, this is just one of the many lists that are out there that provide some form of external validation. But at the end of the day, what really mattered was the impact and the business that I was creating. So yeah, when mm. uh, these days, when some of my peers do ask, wow, what is it like to be Forbes 30 under 30? I do like to tell them, hey, you know, Forbes 30 under 30, it's great. But at the end of the day, you really got to focus on what matters and what creates value for your users or your customers. Yeah. So yeah, although you get the recognition, it's still on you to 
drive your business and build build what you want to build. Exactly, exactly. And I think at the end of the day, these awards、uh, should be a reflection of the work you put in. It shouldn't be a goal unto itself. Yeah, absolutely. So that was twenty twenty seventeen when you're a, a young gun starting your business, having success, and now we come to. The concept of your podcast, parents in tech. So, life has happened in in the meantime. So you've got your your startup experience, and then the family experience、uh, has just landed on you, and you've had a kind of aha moment of let's make a podcast about this. So, tell me about that concept. So, about a year ago, I was very fortunate and blessed to welcome my first daughter into the world, Gabrielle. And the past year has been an absolute roller coaster journey. I think nothing really prepared me for this journey of parenthood, while also trying to balance and juggle my career ambitions and aspirations. And I think as I went along this journey, I realized that I'm not alone. Right, there are many dads and moms out there who are striving to achieve that balance, that integration of what they want out of their family. As well as what they want out of the workplace, so I thought, what better than to create a platform where potentially I can talk to other moms and dads who are going through this journey, I can learn from them, and at the same time share this with the other moms and dads who might be keen. And I think parents in tech—it's something that it's close to my heart because I think in many tech companies, whether you are a founder, whether you're an investor, whether you're a leader in a tech company, there's always this sense of. A very dynamic, a very intense culture, and there's also almost this culture of always being on, working long hours, keep hustling, and that can sometimes take a toll. Especially once you are a parent, you realize that you have other priorities, and it almost might seem like, hey, maybe I am less committed to the company than my other colleagues who are non-parents who can stay till the office till ten, eleven, work through the weekends, and so I think that. Can and there needs to be a huge change around this.、Um, so I'm hoping that Parents in Tech it's,、uh, does its small part in contributing to that movement and to that change. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I, you know, I've heard a lot of talk、uh, recently about the the post COVID、um, great resignation, where people are reevaluating, you know, their their work life balance and you know whether they. Are really getting value from the amount of commitment they're putting into the workplace. So it's, it does seem very much in tune with、uh, something that's that's in the air. And so I know you've moved on now from your your first startup company. But so how are you finding that impact of having a newborn child in your own work life? I'm still figuring it out. I think a big part of it it's about learning to set boundaries. In the past, I would say those boundaries were a lot more negotiable. When it was just me and my wife, right?、Um, it was two adults who could talk to each other, who could work things out, and you know she understands when things get busy. But when you have a newborn, when a new when she's hungry, when she's uncomfortable, when she's sleepy, yeah, they don't understand. Ex- they just exactly want, they want they it want now. It they want it right away, right? <laughs> it's not like I can. It's not like I can tell my newborn, "Hey, give me two minutes to send off an email." <laughs> that that doesn't work, and I think that really helps to put things into perspective、um, on where priorities need to be, and also how to go about managing my schedule well. So it, it's almost to a point where I need to. Un- I I have learned 
for example, the sleep schedule of, of, of my daughter. And I've learned to schedule meetings around that so that I am available to put her to bed at least. Um, and once she's sleeping, I, I, can, I can get on with work. So I think it's really a journey that has been, I would say not easy. And I, it's always, like, I feel like I'm always learning. My daughter is also growing. So her patterns change along the way. But I think what I want to really share and hopefully do through this podcast, it's to create a sense that, hey, you know, you might be going through a tough time as a parent, um, maybe as a new parent, as a parent of, with kids who have grown up, but you aren't alone in this, right? There are other people who have faced such challenges. And most importantly, it's to hear their stories and to be inspired, but not necessarily feel like you have to copy or compare with them, right? There's this idea where, you know, we always compare whether or not we are giving our children the best, whether we're being the best dad, the best mom. I think that's, that's not really what we're going for. The idea is to, to crowdsource the different ways that parents have raised their kids, have balanced their work, and create options ultimately for our audience to think about, hey, this is something that I think it's going to work. I'm going to try out. And hopefully it does for them. It, it sounds to me like you've, you've thought about this concept you know, really well and in, in some good detail. Could you talk a little bit about the market research that you've done that sort of led, you know, led to the, the, the startup of the, of the podcast? Well, truth to be told, it wasn't really a market research. It was on a Friday evening when I was just uh, brainstorming on what I could do and really the idea just popped up. Well, you, you've documented it really well. It looks kind of... <laughs> looks, Thank you. It looks really Thank formal. <laughs> That's Thank a well-documented you. brainstorm. So I think the, the, the origins of this came about when I was inspired by some of the great podcasts that are around in Southeast Asia, where they talk to entrepreneurs, investors, and tech leaders. And I was really inspired after listening to, to some of them. But then as I thought, okay, what can I bring to, to the podcasting audience? What can I bring to the Southeast Asia community? I felt like we do not need yet another podcast to just talk purely on how to build a company, how to grow a company. Right? There are people who have done that and are doing an excellent job at that. And then I go on the other side and look at what's on the parenting side because that's something I'm trying to learn. And I realize, hey, so many podcasts out there around parenting and family are actually created for, I would say, the American audience or the European audience. Right? Now, parenting styles differ very differently. I mean, Asian and Western, but even within Southeast Asia itself, there's just so many ways, uh, so many nuances. And I thought, what if there's a way for, for, uh, for me to kind of like bring this together and create conversation, um, not just about how to be a better parent, not just how to be a better entrepreneur, investor, or tech leader, but how do you do both, right? And, and you know, when you're good at one, I strongly believe that it helps the other. Yeah, so it's very much drawn out of your own experience, this kind of fusion of fa- you know, family and tech startup uh, business life you mentioned you know some of the other business leaders in southeast asia what, have you got a sense of what is the the trend in podcasting in in singapore or you know or wider i noticed that many of the podcasts in southeast asia are actually interview based which is quite interesting because when i think about some of the podcasts the popular podcasts when i heard um let's say in the US, quite a number of them are, for example, uh, the talk shows. I think Joe Rogan is one of the best. Of course, he does have guests on, but I think virtually all the podcasts in this region are interviews. And I think that's really because there's so much uh, 
interest in the human stories of what people go through. And I think the ability to, to be able to capture some of those emotions um, through an interview that's, that's in audio, um, as compared to, let's say, a written interview or an article, it's really quite unique and distinctive. And I think that's really where um, the, the beauty of magic of podcasts, at least in Southeast Asia, comes by. It's because when you hear the voice of, of someone whom you highly respect, I think it just creates that sense of intimacy and connection um, mm. that it's very hard to, hard to replace. So we're just kind of in the the, the warm up stage of just doing this the setup for the the podcast now, and I, I've been really interested by some of the ways you've approached your decision making, and, and I was curious about whether there are uh, any learnings that that you've had from your experience of the startup world that you've applied to to this as a project. Very much what I learned from the startup world, it's, it's the, the lean methodology. You know, don't think too much. Get a product that's, I would say, like the minimum viable product. Get it out, get feedback, and see where we go from there. And that's really how I would say this Parents and Tech podcast came about. In fact, I think it's only less than a month since uh, the idea was formed. And uh, here I am just yesterday um, oh, doing yeah. my first interview recording hoping to launch it over, I would say, the next one to two months. I think the idea is I want to start small, um, try to get it out as quickly as possible. Um, and I, I love this saying that I heard when I was building my company, right? If you are not embarrassed by the first product you launched, it's already too late. Uh, I think there's a grain of truth in it. So it's almost like I know it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be 100% polished. I'm not a professional podcaster, but I think I want to get started as quickly as possible and see what my audience has to say about that. Yeah, the, the, I always say to uh, the podcasters that I work with that, that there's a massive amount of learning that will happen in that first season. And it's useful sometimes to, to think exactly like that in a way that that first season is is a pilot. It's it's a place where you can experiment and you can learn and, and develop your own technique as a host and find, you know, what what is the, the sort of sweet spot for, for you. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting to use that minimum viable product t- terminology. Um, f- out of all the people that I've worked with, it's, it's really interesting to, for me to hear the the timescale that you've you've worked in for this project because you, you strike me as being like super well prepared and, and, you know, everything is documented and uh, accessible and, you know, there's a there's a plan, and it's really it's really impressive. So I, I just wonder, have you got any preparation tips that you could share with you know people who are thinking about coming on this same journey? I think one of the things that I really learned it's ultimately why should people listen to you and to to answer that question uh, in an honest and truthful way, right? Um, I think I, the way I think about it, it's. You don't, you don't have to be the most impressive, the most accomplished person to start a podcast. I think you just got to be real and genuine to yourself, right? And to find a topic that is close to your heart and you yourself are passionate about. If anything, I realized over this past one month of preparing for a podcast, it is a lot of work, right? It, it is a lot of work to think of the, the content, to invite guests, to schedule, to set up your podcast, just so many things. 
Um, and that's even with your help, Martin. So I can't imagine <laughs> trying to, to do this alone. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think there's just so many things that it, at the end of the day, it really has to be something that comes from the heart, something that a topic that you are passionate and you genuinely want to learn more about. Right. So almost yeah. for me, sort of like the selfish motivation in inverted commas, it's for me to learn how to be a better husband, how to be a better father, and also how to be better at, at the workplace. Right. And the best way I can do that is by speaking to people. The podcast is, is almost like a documentation, a record of the conversation that we have. And so that's really what mm-hmm. it inspires me um, to, to start this. Even as I thought about what would go into my first season, I thought, what better way to stand to speak to moms who work in technology companies? Because my wife is a mom who works in a technology company, right? So it's about understanding who is the audience that you have and working um, with that in mind. I completely uh, agree with your point about it has to be something that you personally you know, have a passion for and, and the topic resonates with you. So wh- when you were doing your research about what what other podcasts were doing, how did that influence your decision-making or did, or did it at all? I think to a certain extent, I was a little nervous, to be honest, because I saw that there were so many great podcasts out there, even within the Southeast Asia region. And so it was a matter of, hey, you know, I, I have so much respect for these people, but how do I create additional interesting content and bring value to the audience, right? I don't want to be, for example, interviewing the same set of people, asking the same set of questions. And then uh, it's kind of like that was really the struggle and the, and, the, and the nervousness that I had. So I think a big part of it was trying to figure out, okay, what is something that's slightly more unique and what's different and ultimately would justify mm-hmm. someone taking 20, 30 minutes of their time, even if it's in the midst of a commute to, to, to listen yeah. And, and, and to, 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 to participate. So being, yeah, really sort of mindful of the, the, what's the benefit for the listener to, to mm. spend that, that time with you. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit like um, I've experienced recently some business um, mentoring and one of the classic questions that the, the mentor presents you with is about find your why. Find you why why are you doing what you do, and then when you can say that in one sentence, then that's the building block that everything else goes on. Um, it, it seems so simple, but actually, it sort of needs a little bit of formality around it to, to actually arrive at that answer. Like you don't always just know what 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 the why is. You know, it does need a little bit of reflection sometimes. Yeah, totally agree about that. We're just getting into this kickoff phase, and you've you've recorded that f- that first interview. How did you how did you find that? I was nervous. I would say I, I remember usually, you know, for meetings, I would just go into the link a minute before it's scheduled. This time, I I went in fifteen minutes. Had to do all my sound checks and make sure I was recording. And I would say it's a little nervous, right? Especially when it happened. So. But I think it's once again a kind of thing that I believe through, through practice and by doing, I'll, I'll, I'll get better. But even in this first interview that I had, I mean, I just felt so inspired uh, with, 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 the, with the mom that I was speaking to. Um, she has three teenage children and just hearing how she was able to evolve her parenting over the 20 years of being a mom, I think that is something that's inspiring and something that gives me 
almost like a glimpse into the future of what life would be like for me 10, 20 years from now. And I think that's really the, the interest and the, and the power of, of, of these stories that I'm really excited to take and share with my audience. Mm. When you launched into that first interview, what, what kind of preparation did you do? I think it very much about, of course, understanding where um, my guests' professional background are. But I think even before the interview, just also understanding a bit more about her family, um, what were some of the lessons that she learned as a parent, um, and thinking about maybe the, the one or two key things that I really wanted to, to, to share in terms of the perspectives and her, her uniqueness. That was really what I was keeping in mind. Um, and then as the interview started, it was pretty much free-flowing. But I think podcasting also helps me train and develop active listening right? Because it's not just about a set list of questions and then you rattle it off like a checklist. I think that would serve to be a very boring podcast, mm-hmm. um, but it's really about having a conversation, right? And, and maybe there are certain bits and pieces that were completely uh, unexpected, uh, but also being able to, to kind of grab on that and develop that during the actual conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you did a bit of yeah, research into the, the guest and their their, their situation. So did, did you have any prepared questions? I did. I had three prepared questions. And then just free, you just freestyled around, around that. Yeah, exactly. I, I like right. that. I like that approach. So um, it gives you a kind of bullet point direction of, of where to go, but also lets you be responsive and, and natural too. Yeah. yeah. That's a great approach. Uh, when you think about parents in tech in a year's time, where where would you want the podcast to be? I would love the podcast to have shown and captured a diverse set of perspectives from moms and dads who, whether they are technology company leaders, they're entrepreneurs or they're investors, but to capture the richness of parenting in this region, as well as the challenges of you know being a parent and striving towards career ambitions. I think there's a lot of these that we can learn and ultimately, I hope that my podcast can be a source of support and a source of ideas for parents who are out there and who might mm. be going through a similar life stage as some of the guests that I'll be interviewing. Mm, that's beautiful. So, yeah, j- just as an ambition to just make some great content, make some great stuff that has value. Exactly. It's got to be a, a, a foundation that's worth worth building on. With the experience that you've had to date, do you have any any tips that you'd be able to share for aspiring podcasters? I would say just get started. There's always a hundred reasons why you should not do it. A hundred things that could potentially go wrong. For example, not hitting the record button just before you start a podcast interview. It always happens at least once. <laughs> exactly. But I would say just get started. Hopefully not more than yeah. once. Pick yourself up and move on from there. Um, brilliant. Okay, so... Um, I know from a conversation that we've had previously that you can absolutely nail an elevator pitch. So if we wanted to um, encourage people listening here to subscribe or give, give Parents in Tech a listen, how would, we, how would you pitch it to them? Sure. So Parents in Tech, it's a place where parents, entrepreneurs, investors and technology company leaders can come together and discuss real stories on the challenges of work-life integration and how to achieve their family aspirations with career ambitions. Brilliant. Thank you, Sinan. So um, Parents in Tech, it'll be on every podcast platform. 
that we can possibly uh, reach. Thank you, and um, we look forward to speaking again. Thanks so much, Martin. Metapod.